to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. I am Alexis Belbel, and I'm with my sister, Samantha Belbel, and we are the bloggers behind adoubledose.com and obviously this podcast, An Extra Dose, and we're so glad to have you listening. Today, we have a really cool episode with someone that we've had on before, but before I get into that, um, we wanted to share about a supplement. Well, it's a supplement, I guess you can consider that. Um, we have a huge, not a huge, but a pretty good collection of stuff that we take on a daily basis. And we actually have a blog post if you search supplement on our blog um, to see like what we take. Well, that was we wrote that last year, but it's pretty much. The I know same. I've been. Some people have been messaging me about what supplements we take, and I've shared it in stories to the blog post. But there are a few things that we don't. I don't do as much. Like I should be doing them, but I don't really do it that much. And there's some new supplements that I take that aren't in that post. I've been meaning to update it. But one of them is Beekeepers Naturals. They have a throat spray, a propolis spray. They also have um, honey, like raw honey, and they have. Uh, what's the stuff that we put on our blueberries? The pollen. Bee pollen. They all have great benefits. The propolis throat spray is something that we use every day. It's great for your immune system. It has so many benefits, but we like to use it every day. You just spray it in your, on, on your tongue and hold it, and it has so many benefits. So if you guys want to try it, we've shared in other episodes, but if you want to try it, you just go to beekeepers natural slash double dose, or you can just type double dose in at checkout. So thank you to Beekeepers Naturals for sponsoring this episode. And today we have Carl Curran back on our podcast. If you guys missed our last episode with him, we had him on a couple months ago when we were talking about all about inflammation, which is something that we're very serious about and we think everyone should be too. I think it's something that people have heard the term flying around and you don't really know how to treat it, what it is. So make sure you listen to that episode because it's such a good one. It's a really good one. We learned so much. He has so much nerds about it. He has so much information, really good tips, and he really knows what he's talking about. And his story is really cool. Um, He'll go into his story if you missed his last episode. It's in that episode as well. But his background's really cool. He didn't start off in this, so it's really cool just to hear everyone's journey to how they got here. Yeah, so he has, if you guys haven't listened to the episode or you forgot, you guys probably remember talking about supplements. We take this supplement called Leafy Organics, and we have been taking it well since before we did the episode. And I feel a huge difference in when I'm, especially like just my running and stuff like that, or working out inflammation and pain and stuff. It has so many benefits, but it's basically a turmeric supplement. And it's a liquid, so it has a dropper. You just put it on your tongue. And make sure you listen to the episode because we talked about it. He talked about it in a lot more detail. But basically, everything's all organic, and it's so easy to take. And we definitely see a benefit and results of taking it. I've had some of my friends take it, too, that are runners, and they swear by it. They say it helps them so much with their inflammation. And it's good for brain health and bunch of other stuff so make sure you listen to it it's good for like inflammation like if you're sick is sick yeah just like well that's why he made it but yeah you'll listen to the episode it's also really good for your heart and your joints like I was just saying so we obviously had him on that episode talking talking about inflammation and today's episode is going to be going into a lot of depth about plant-based eating and you know Sam and I have talked about this a lot of times but We're really excited to have him on there and to share his knowledge and his research because we know that you guys are really interested in it. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're back with Carl. You guys know that we've had a journey going plant-based for over a year and a half, and we've seen so many great benefits from it. 
And we know that Carl also has had the same journey and we want to let him share his personal healing journey and transitioning to, into a plant-based lifestyle. So Carl, can you share your journey and how you got into this point? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on again today. Um, I'd like to start by saying I feel like the vegan and plant-based stigma has really been evolving lately. And uh, whereas a few years ago, it was like a lot of people would look at vegans like they think they're better than everyone else or they know different things. And it was like a whole, you know, um, stigma behind it. But I feel like now it's evolved to where people are coming together to help each other, to educate each other, to share their personal healing journeys with each other so that everyone can benefit. So I feel like in 2020 now, the year of clarity and truth that everyone's coming together to help each other. So it's, it's a really good evolution that I've seen over the years in the plant-based community. So I grew up on a standard American diet, like most people. Um, it was more on the healthier side, but it was still a lot of fast foods, a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, um, a lot of eggs and things like that. I had meat with almost every meal of my whole life. And as a result, you know, I had the health issues that most people suffer from. I had acne my entire life, as long as I can remember. It was really bad. I, I was even on Accutane for a while. Um, I had seasonal allergies. I would get sick a couple times a year like everyone else. I would have like minor psoriasis, like itchy skin, and all kinds of things throughout the year I would experience. And I just thought that was normal, that was average, and that I was just going to experience that for the rest of my life. So one day I was walking through Costco and I saw this nutritionist giving a Vitamix presentation and he was really, he wasn't just making the smoothies and the recipes. He was really getting into why we need these raw living foods and how it helps our health. So I, I stood there for an hour listening to him, soaking in all his knowledge and realizing that I had a lot to learn. And more importantly, I had a lot to unlearn about the things that I thought I was sure about in, in regards to nutrition. So my motivating factor at that time was pretty much just to lose weight. I had a trip coming up to Europe and I wanted to, you know, look good in the pictures and lose a couple pounds. I thought I had to lose like five or six pounds. So I bought the Vitamix. I started making smoothies. I started feeling really good, um, noticing some health benefits right off the bat. And then I learned about juice cleansing. So I was like really jumping into this whole you know, juicing, blending, and detoxing. And it was kind of new at that time. This was like nine or 10 years ago. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I was like, let me do this juice cleanse. People are talking about it, that your skin will clear up. You know, you'll lose weight really fast. So I said, okay, let me do a three-day juice cleanse. I felt so good after the three days that I said, okay, I'm going to keep going. I kept going. Things started happening. Like I was, you know started to lose one to one and a half pounds a day after like the fifth day. Oh, wow. And I realized that how am I still eliminating when I'm not eating? How am I still losing all this weight? I thought I needed to lose like five pounds. Where is this coming from? So I just dove really deep and started learning and educating myself that the average person is holding 10 to 20 pounds of undigested food, carbs, fats, and proteins in their digestive tract, their colon. So I had no idea about any of this. So my three-day juice cleanse turned into 15 days. I lost 23 pounds. 
Um, all my friends and family were like, oh my God, what are you doing? Your skin looks so good. You're like glowing. You have all this energy. And, you know, so I told them about the juicing, the cleansing, the detoxing, the blending. And so this really jump-started my whole journey. I realized that I didn't know anything in regards to nutrition. I had to learn everything all over again. And one of my favorite um, quotes is that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So at this time, I'm diving into all this new information. I meet Drew Canoli, who was one of my first motivators. He had a page called uh, Juicing Vegetables on Facebook. It had like over a million followers. Um, then I went to this health convention and I met Lou Corona, who's one of the greatest holistic healers of our time. I studied under people like Dr. Robert Morse, Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Sebi. And uh, essentially I realized that the average person, you know, which was me, knows nothing about nutrition. You know, we've been misinformed and lied to our whole lives about what we're supposed to eat and what's good for our health. And um, so from these health mentors, I witnessed miraculous healing. I have seen, you know, people come out of wheelchairs. I've seen people going blind, restore their vision. I've seen stage four cancers left and right cured, no problem. And uh, so then that evolved to me getting my certification as a holistic nutritionist. And that's really where my health journey really started taking off. And um, that's when I started helping people on Instagram do customized detoxification programs. I started helping my friends and family as a nutritionist. And, you know, there's no more powerful thing you can do than taking control of your health and learning, uh, not just doing the steps and the motions, but learning why you're making these changes and what's going on in the human body and uh, how you're fixing all the years of damage. Yeah, that's incredible. I, your story is so inspiring. I'm sure it inspires a lot of people, our listeners, and, and it inspires us, even though we've had like a similar journey where our, our health kind of took a, I don't know, took, went downhill. And <laughs> um, we just, I think from there, we just decided to take, take it in our own hands. And we did a lot of research and a lot of people recommended actually some of the people that inspired you, I've heard of them and seen some of their stuff. And it's really interesting. So if there's anyone listening and you just, you know, even if you're not super interested, it, I think it's just really cool to learn about what happens in your body and how all these foods and things we don't think about are so, super healing. And like you were saying, I think people just don't, people are not aware. They just think of food as like something they have to be eating and they don't think of it as like fuel and think, things that help your body and that everything's around for a reason. So I think it's so interesting to, to learn about that and hear other people's journeys. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's good to share our personal experiences because people can relate. They're going through the same things. You know, they want to feel better. They want to know how other people are doing it and achieving those results. So it's, it's a really powerful thing to share our experience with everyone. Yeah, for sure. So why do you think there's so much confusion about what to eat? Um, so this goes back decades. Um, of course we know that, you know, corporations and industries have been lying to the public for, for decades and decades to sell their products and things like that. But I'd like to start in the seventies In 1977, there was a report called the McGovern reports. So this guy rep uh, released the USA's first dietary guidelines called the McGovern reports. And um, so I, I have a couple 
uh, clips here that I want to read from. So he basically told everyone that he said, the simple fact is that our diets have changed radically within the last 50 years with great and often very harmful effects on our health. These dietary changes represent a great threat to public health as smoking. Too much fat, too much sugar or salt can be linked directly to heart disease, cancer, obesity, stroke, and other killer diseases. And um, the first professor of nutrition at Harvard said that the American diet has become increasingly rich, rich in meat, other sources of saturated fat, cholesterol, and sugar, and that all major health problems are diet-related. Um, so he said ischemic heart disease, cancer, diabetes, hypertension are diseases that kill us. They are epidemics in our population, and we cannot afford to not let the public know this. And then, so they were about to release this report to the American people. The meat, milk, and egg producers were very upset, of course. The Sugar Foundation said that the report is unfortunate and ill-advised. They said that, you know, it's causing people to deprive themselves of things that they like and foods that they like. The Salt Institute said that there's definitely no need for a dietary goal that calls for a reduction of salt. They basically said that they want to withdraw this entire report and formulate a national dietary goals, um, you know, created from their own industries. Uh, the meat and egg producers wanted to have extra hearings to express their reviews. The meat committee basically said that they were very upset that meat was associated with all of these harmful diseases in the report. And they essentially all came together and said that if this report leads to the American people, we are going to go bankrupt. And that by the time the public realizes this report is ill-advised, it's going to be too late and we're all going to be bankrupt and out of business. And it's going to affect the whole economy and the United States. So of course they did what they do best. They lobbied all the senators and everyone and had meetings and they withdrew the entire report. They rewrote the entire report to be in their favor. They changed everything from eating less meat, less salt, less dairy to eat more, more meat, more dairy and things like that. And this, this is really where all the misinformation started. So you can imagine how confused people have been since the seventies. Yeah. That's crazy. I think we've heard parts of this, but I, yeah, cool... I think in some of the documentaries I've watched, I've heard about this, which is like so crazy. I mean, I, it's sad. You can kind of believe that would happen, but it's, I, of course, no one knows this. I mean, I didn't know this until I started walk, watching documentaries. So. Yeah. So they're essentially still using like cigarette science, um, which is, you know, paying scientists to create reports that favor your industry and sell your product. Yeah. Similar to the got milk campaigns. Remember all those got milk ads everywhere. Yeah. Uh, they had athletes, they had actors, celebrities, and you know, now every one of those claims has since been disproven. It's actually, you're not al allowed to market milk as a health product anymore. Um, sa same thing goes with eggs. It's illegal to claim that eggs are healthy now. Uh, so, you know, all of these marketing tactics are, are essentially just that, like in the movie Game Changers, how Arnold Schwarzenegger says that all of these companies tell you to eat meat, to be a man, you need protein, you need meat. But he says it's all marketing. That's all it is. So you know that these industries have a product to sell and that they don't care about your health. They care about their 
profits and selling their products. So of course they're going to tell you, you need their product. Of course, they're going to come out with fake reports that say you need this for your health. And essentially this has been happening for decades and decades. We need to really just understand that this whole sick care system and corporations, it's just all lies and greed. Um, they just want to sell you the product, keep you sick, sell you the medicine to make you temporarily feel better. And the whole sick care system, this is, it's all intertwined. And um, we just have to realize the bottom line that meat is very acidic. It's full of hormones, antibiotics. 80% of the world's antibiotics are used on factory farms because the animals are so sick and diseased that if they didn't have this insane amount of antibiotics, they would just all die essentially. So um, meat lacks fiber, a crucial element for human health. America, and we know this because there's a billion dollar laxative industry. America is <laughs> yeah. super constipated. The average bowel movement of an American is three to four times a week, which it should be two to three times a day. So essentially Americans over a lifetime are about 70,000 bowel movements behind. Oh my God. So you can imagine how acidic that is, how it builds up in the system, how crucial part of human health is elimination. So when you have all of these toxins that the body is preparing to eliminate in the colon, but instead they're staying in the colon because the person is agomulated, backed up, acidic, dehydrated, then those, you know, those toxins become reabsorbed into the blood eventually. And it's, it's very acidic. It's very harmful. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, when you're saying all that, I don't know, our listeners have probably heard our story a million times, but that's pretty much what happened to us. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but I, we've talked about in another episode that we, cause we've had some people ask us about like elimination, you know, things that people don't really talk about. They say like eat a lot of fiber, buy all these fiber supplements, but no one's really talking about why they need that. It's not just for your health, but more importantly that you're not eliminating. Like you were saying, in right. the, I, we went through like we have hypothyroidism, which can cause all that, those issues too, but everything's kind of connected. And I ended up getting um, a live blood analysis when I was really sick. Um, probably two or three years or two years ago, and I had protein on all of my blood. So it already reached that point where it was like I had a bunch of toxins, and it was I was really. And he looked at me. I just was really swollen and puffy looking. So it's crazy, and I never would have thought at that time that it was like because of what I was eating. I thought it was like some underlying. I had um, insulin resistance, oh, and yeah. I had a bunch of other health issues. So it was all connected. I just didn't realize. And I'm sure there's people listening that they have a bunch of health issues. They don't, they just don't realize how much food's impacting. Well, then people just like keep giving them prescription Mm -hmm. and prescription. So then they're not really ever fixing the root of the problem. So, um, since we have all that information, misinformation out there, how do we actually know, how do people know what foods we're meant to eat? Right. Um, And real quick on the fiber issue, I just want to add something that the dietary guidelines, they've been realizing in recent years that they're all incorrect. So they used to tell you to eat a certain amount of grams of fiber per day. And now they realize that it's actually triple that number. So you need, you need over 100 grams of fiber every day. And taking, uh, you know, laxatives and other artificial fibers will not cut it. it has to be from raw foods, fruits, vegetables, and things like that. So if you, some of my clients who are constipated, all it takes to get your bowels moving is to have a couple apples every morning. Seriously, it's that easy. 
the fiber, the nutrients, it just gets everything moving. It's like a broom in your system. So yeah. well, people yes, know, we people that know us know that we eat our apples. So. Yeah, we have like two or three in the morning and then I have like a few drop. I probably have so. a total of like five. So or six yeah, that's day, a so. tip for any listeners. If you're having problems, I think people gravitate towards the laxatives or the they take a bunch of the fiber powders and I mean, it might be doing something, but it's just like, it's so easy. Just go to the grocery store and get a few apples. It's and you get to eat. So yeah. And better. you're eating something that actually has other benefits than yeah. just taking a powder. So exactly. That- and go to the farmer's market for your apples. They'll taste so yeah. much better. That's a good point. <laughs> better than what I said. Yeah. <laughs> the apples in the market can be very old. They, you know, they That's freeze true. them, refrigerate it. They cover it in wax and travels from different countries sometimes. So local is always best and yeah. you support the local farmers. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're supporting, supporting local too. So right. the next question you said, um, how do we know what we're meant to eat? So it's, it's a funny concept. It's like every animal on the planet knows what it's meant to eat except for humans. <laughs> um, so I want people to think very logically and critically here. Uh, so this is kind of like, you know, an elementary school project. Uh, what, what animals do humans most resemble? So do we resemble like lions, hyenas, or cats? No, not at all. Those are carnivores. They have large prominent canines for ripping and tearing skin and flesh. Their jaws only move up and down to rip and swallow whole chunks of flesh, not for chewing. They don't have a carbohydrate and digestive enzyme in their mouth like we do. They have an extremely large stomach compared to the body size for large meal capacity. The acidity in their stomach is very acidic because it has to turn flesh into liquid for digestion. The length of their digestive tract is very short compared to their body length, so they can quickly eliminate flesh in the system that's you know, essentially putrefying if it stays there so long. So all of these physiological traits are associated with carnivores. So None of that matches our physiology. physiology. Uh, Next, you know, there's um, omnivores. So do we resemble like a bear or a badger or a raccoon, which they um, also have all the same similar physiology as carnivores. So we don't have any of that as well. So we're not omnivores. And that's what everyone thinks that humans are. And then next would be herbivores, which are, you know, cows, horses, and of course, we don't resemble them either. We don't, they have very broad, flat teeth, their jaws move side to side, and they have these very complex stomachs for digesting the cellulose and the, you know, very dense herbs that they eat all day long, fibrous plant matter, tree bark, grass, and things like that. And then, so do we resemble primates? And then, you know, the obvious answer is yes. So it would make sense to look at our closest genetic relatives um, and look at what they eat, right? It's, it's only logical. So what do the primates eat? They have the same mouth size, teeth structure as us. They also have the carbohydrate digestive enzyme in their saliva. The length of their digestive tract is much longer in relation to the length of their body for processing fruits and plants and extracting all the nutrients from those. What do they eat? They eat primarily fruit. They're frugivores. They also eat leaves and seeds, but they always prefer fruit over anything else. And on occasion, if for survival purposes, they may consume some insects, eggs, birds, and but very small proportion to their overall diet. 
And as well as omnivores, I forgot to mention that things, uh, animals like bears, you know, you know that they eat meat, but it's a tiny percentage of their overall diet. It's less than 10%. So this very simple, you know, activity of matching what we resemble the most and then what foods primates eat. So that's essentially and logically what we should be eating, primarily fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, berries, things like that. So that's very obvious um, logic in terms of what we should be eating, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I know, I mean, they talked about that in that Game Changers. Well, a little the, bit. It was one of the dogs. Or one of them. They were talking about the teeth or like something with the bone. I know, we've watched so many plant-based yeah. ones. But, like, but it's so interesting because I feel like no, everyone, you know, what, kind of what you were saying in the beginning of the episode that people, I mean, we always thought we were, we were personal trainers for a long time. And I always told everybody, eat a lot of protein. And it was like, I mean, like you were saying, we ate meat every meal. I mean, I have eggs in the morning, chicken or fish in, uh, at lunch or some kind of protein. And then for dinner, I would snack. And then in between the day, I would snack on chicken and other stuff. And then at, for dinner, it was more animal protein. And then I would use protein powders too, like to make like desserts and stuff. So I was just eating that all day and you just, I, you're just not And we were better than the most. Yeah. And I read stuff. No, we were better than most in in the fact that we ate vegetables. Oh yeah. Most people are not, they're literally just eating like starches and meat all day. But that's like what we always thought was we had to eat, you know, all this animal protein. And I always had, you know, I, it's like one of those myths, which that's going to be my next question. Um, what other nutrition myths should you be aware of? But I know that for me, like the protein is a big thing. And then like, I think you're going to talk, I'm sure you're going to share some other ones that we're thinking about too. So what, what do you think are some of the myths that people should be aware of? Well, the protein one is a huge one. You know, they teach you that your meal is not really complete if it doesn't have a protein source, but they, they're talking about animal flesh as a protein source, but people don't realize that every single natural food in nature has carbs, fats, and proteins in their own unique ratio. So every food has protein, even fruits, anything you think doesn't have protein has protein in it. And it's not the amount of protein you eat, it's the quality of protein you eat. So um, so the protein myth is a huge one. They, they've been teaching us for years that you need a lot of protein. When I was into bodybuilding when I was younger, they would always teach you you need one to one and a half grams of mm-hmm. protein per pound of body weight per day. So for a lot of men, that's, you know, 180, 200 grams of protein every day. And that is ridiculously high. Um, You do not need that much protein to build muscle. They actually changed those guidelines too. They used to say high amount of grams per day. Now it's 40 to 50 grams per day, like 45 to 50 for a man and 40 to 45 for a woman. Um, They've also proven that high protein levels increase IGF-1 factor, which is insulin growth-like factor, which is directly linked to cancer and tumors, as well as high protein leads to atherosclerosis, which is the clogging of the arteries in the human cardiovascular system, which is also why that heart disease and stroke is the number one killer. It's it's a very easy correlation to make. Um, So that's the protein myth. Another huge one is the fruit myth. So I'm sure you guys have heard that don't eat too much fruit. It has a lot of sugar, right? Yeah, yeah. This this is the biggest misconception in health right now, in my opinion, because think about it. If humans are frugivores, we're fruitarians, we're meant to eat high amounts of fruits, 
of course, these corporations that want you to be sick and diseased, of course, they would tell you don't eat the number one food meant to eat, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, you've never seen, you know, overweight, obese people at the farmer's market eating too much fruit. It's just <laughs> completely ridiculous. Um, I know some fruitarians who only eat fruit. They don't even drink water because they get so much liquid content from their fruit that they eat. Um, and they're, they're doing marathons, they're doing, you know, competitions, they're athletes. And so fruit is the number one food for the human body. You need to have fruit every morning because breakfast, when you break that word down is break fast, you're breaking your nightly fast. And you always want to break a fast with fruit because your body is detoxifying and cleansing. And when you eat those fruits, it kind of continues that detoxification period. Um, the fruits, berries are astringent. They pull toxins out of your system. They sweep all the, the undigested carbs, fats, and proteins out. Um, so fruit, number one food, eat a lot of it. Eat uh, locally sourced, organic. And a lot of people transitioning from the standard American diet into high fruit will feel uncomfortable because their stomachs aren't used to it. So for those people, you would just want to ease into it instead of eating a bunch of fruit, feeling uncomfortable and saying it's not for me. So baby steps always, you know, take your time, listen to your body and things like that. A few other myths in terms of meat is that some people say that, but we're all bio-individuality, right? So we all have different bodies. We're all meant to have different foods which is true to a certain extent because, you know, our ancestors, our genetic makeup and the foods we've been eating until now definitely create a unique environment in everyone's body. However, we're all still humans and we all still have the same physiology. So we all still have the same length of our digestive systems, the acidity in our stomachs, all of those other factors that we discussed earlier. So, um, and people also say, but my ancestral history, my ancestors lived here, they lived there, they ate a lot of meat, and that's why I need a lot of meat. But the, it's been proven that the human microbiome and the flora in your gut can change in just weeks after a few meals. So it doesn't really make sense to say that because of my ancestors, I have to eat this. When you start changing your diet, epigenetics included, everything changes in your body, everything gets used to the new new foods and new nutrients. Um, our ancestors obviously had limited food choices in different parts of the world, but now it's 2020. We can eat all the superfoods and delicious plant-based cuisine that we want. Um, another misconception from people who eat a lot of meat is that they say that you need to eat meat for absorption of key nutrients. So, the logic behind this doesn't quite make sense because you would essentially be saying that the millions of vegans around the world are all deficient in these nutrients or that they have superior genes to other humans and that they don't need to eat meat for that reason. So it's just very logical, critical thinking that we have to implement here in all of these factors.
Yeah, for sure. I, when you were talking about the fruit, I wanted to chime in on that because I can't tell you the amount of questions Alex and I both get on Instagram, even when we're out to eat in front of people. Even when we're buying stuff at the, like yeah. somewhere, like produce. It's something like you were saying that people are so, I think it's becoming more of a thing with the documentaries and everything, but still they see the documentaries. And I know because I've been there when I did a lot of the bodybuilding, they even tell you, I mean, they tell you generally, but even when they're speaking about just health, they're like, well, eat, you know, eat this, but just eat berries, eat stuff that's like lower carb, low sugar fruits. Low yeah. Sugar, yeah. And they're like, no, not a lot of apples, like no bananas, no banana, <laughs> like things like and it. And I get messages like that about if they have certain gut issues that their doctor diagnoses them with, they say, oh, I was told I'm not, I shouldn't eat bananas and all this stuff. And I, having gone through my own health journey, I saw all these doctors and they're all telling me, don't eat this, don't eat that. I went through all that restrictive point in my life and still didn't feel better. And so I, when you brought up that point, I to share with all the listeners as well, that for those of you guys that asked me, he just proved it or said exactly what I tell you guys in the messaging that it's really important. If you guys see when we post in our stories, we get up in the morning and we have, um, we have other, like we drink lemon water and stuff like that. But when we start eating, it's all fruit. I don't have like a lot of fats in the morning. I have, it's all fruit, um, different fruits. And even when I'm out of town, like we were on a trip and I think people, they laughed at me. They're like, I haven't seen someone eat that much fruit on a plate in the morning because people are scared, number one, to eat it. And it's just not part of their diet. They well, we're eat- programmed to think it's a lot of carbs and a lot of sugar. So therefore it's bad. You shouldn't eat it, you know, and people just eat a lot of fat and it being a lot of fat, which is probably more calories anyway. Yeah. But even have, besides the, the calories and whatever, the carbs, whatever, just the way you feel, like you were saying, you just feel so light. You feel like not hungry. You just feel like light and you feel like you have a lot of energy and you don't feel like heavy and bogged down by like what I would normally eat, the standard American diet that I was eating before for breakfast and stuff. So it's changed, it's changed my life and my health. So when you said that, I was like, I can definitely relate to everything, having eaten both ways. Um, it's definitely, but like another point is people ask me as well is that you need to start slowly because if you're used to going eating one way and you completely switch it, you're going to be, feel like it's not for you and you feel like you can't do it. So I definitely say, like you were saying, incorporate it slowly. That's a huge point right there. Yeah. So going off that, why do you think so many millions of people are going plant-based now? Well, of course there's been all these huge surge in documentaries, right? On Netflix, there's, you know, forks over knives, what the health and so many, there's uh, dozens of them. Um, I think the science is very conclusive. It's very logical. Um, Like we discussed earlier, heart disease and stroke and cancers are the number one killers in the world. And why? It's very simple. The McGovern reports warned us about this. Too much meat, too much saturated fats, cholesterols. Um, Iatrogenesis is now the third leading killer in the world, which is uh, from doctors, hospitals, and pharmaceutical pills. So literally it's the third killer. So it's very important for us to take back control of our health uh, these days with all, all of these traps in the world of health and misinformation and corporations wanting to keep us sick and the sick care system wanting to, you know, charge us, you know, bankrupt millions of Americans for their health care and things like that. So um, people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired and they want to feel better and they see other people gravitating towards plant-based and feeling better, looking better. Um, It's really the fountain of youth, raw living foods, because um, it essentially makes you younger because 
you're getting all of these micronutrients, you're getting all of this alkalinity, all of this hydration, all of these micronutrients, phytochemicals, all of the things the body needs to stay healthy, young, fresh. Um, whereas meat, dairy, eggs, bread, alcohol, it's all extremely acidic. It's extremely dehydrating and things like that. Um, you know, some of the other reasons besides that are that the factor that, you know, some people call it the animal holocaust. There's 120 billion animals killed every year in factory farming and things like that. Um, you know, people get really upset when there's a fire somewhere and, a few, and animals are being killed, but they don't even blink an eye at the billions and billions of animals being tortured and slaughtered in the factory farms. And, yeah, you know, so Paul McCartney even said that if um, factory farms had glass walls, everyone would be vegetarian. So yeah. you know, yeah. the, way, the, way, the way we treat as a nation, the way we treat animals is very indicative of... of um, where we are evolutionary as a human species. And uh, a lot of ancient philosophers would, would echo this, the same sentiment. And so the next, next reason would be environmental factors. Um, the rainforests are being all cleared down for factory farms and grazing of the large land animals, which is <laughs> leading to climate change. Um, the, from the factory farms and everything, we spoke about the antibiotics, 80% of the world's antibiotics going to factory farm animals. Um, the health issue, which is our main focus, of course. And then there's the spiritual side of, you know, consuming, consuming dead animals when you don't need to. So there's all of these famous vegetarians in history. Uh, for example, Pythagoras, he said that as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. Indeed, he who sows the seed of murder and pain cannot reap joy and love. Um, and that was before vegetarianism was a word. So they called it the Pythagorean diet. Oh, wow. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, it's crazy. And then even Buddha, Buddha was vegetarian. He wrote that it is more important to prevent animal suffering rather than sit to contemplate the evils of the universe, praying in the company of priests. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci said that my body will not be a tomb for other creatures. Gandhi wrote that, to my mind, the life of a lamb is no less precious than that of a human being. I should be unwilling to take the life of a lamb for the sake of the human body. Albert Einstein said that nothing will benefit human health and increase chances of survival for life on earth as much as the evolution of a vegetarian diet. Mm. And, and this even goes deeper. This is, there's a lot of things in the Bible we won't... <laughs> touch on this too much a lot of people get you know <laughs> about this there, it, it says in the bible in many places that you know god gave us the fruits and seeds to eat um don't eat too much meat and things like that so it's it's very important in spiritual ascension and enlightenment that if you have the choice to eat raw living foods from the earth why would you cause death and suffering when you have that option right yeah, mm -hmm. it's so true. I mean, I think people are, when they watch these documentaries, when I first started watching them, it's like, you don't want to believe what you're saying. So you'll try to find all these reasons and like, you'll look for people that agree with you, or you'll try to find reasons in your mind of why you should continue doing what you're doing. Cause you don't want to be doing something wrong 
or what people say is wrong. So I think when initially I, when I first, it's the, what the health, I watched that, what the health a couple of years ago when it came out. And at that point I was like full on, like, I, like, like what Alexis was saying, we ate protein at every animal protein at every meal. And I was like astonished what they were saying, but then I like finished the documentary and I was like, well, like there's no way I could eat like that. So just my lifestyle, like there's no way. And so like, I would tell myself like, well, it's all biased. Like, you know, you find all these reasons why it should be wrong or, you know, I think it's important for people to know both sides and of the argument if they're on the fence about it. But all these theories are just, I, I'm, they're, your health is number one. So I, to me, having gone through that, that's, I think that's what made me switch my mindset. But all, like, although I didn't know about all those famous people that had said all those yeah, things. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, cognitive dissonance is real. Uh, people don't like when their belief systems are challenged. And people, it's kind of a weird human trait, but people kind of get addicted to their belief patterns and uh, being stuck in a certain way of thinking. So when they're presented with new information that challenges their belief systems they've had since childhood, it makes them very uncomfortable. So we just have to be open and honest with ourselves and really take this knowledge in and think logically and critically, like we've been saying since the beginning, to come to our own conclusions instead of just believing what the corporations and, you know, the media tells us. Yeah, for sure. So now that we've been talking about all this information and plant-based and all that, how, and if people want to, obviously I know people have asked us and reached out to us how to start. And I know we kind of touched on that, but what are your tips on, besides I guess starting slowly uh, on getting it transitioning into a plant-based lifestyle? Right. So um, I just have about, 10 tips here, just general tips that can really change your life and get you started in the right direction to healing. Uh, first and foremost will be, um, you know, your breathing. So, you know, how long can you live without, without breathing? Not very long. So it's the most oxygen, the most important, you know, nutrient that the human body needs. So a lot of people take short, shallow breaths every day. So deep breathing, Conscious breathing is very important to our health. It can clear our minds and help us think better. And it helps the cellular activity in our bodies as well. Um, you would want to drink pure water. So, you know, we're about 70% water. And it's been shown that people with cancer are actually, their bodies are down to about 50% cellular hydration. So part of this whole eating more raw living foods with more structured water within them is to increase our cellular hydration again. Um, tap water, we all know, is full of toxic chemicals. Bottled water <clears throat> is okay, but it has a lot of BPA and endocrine disruptors from the plastics. Um, reverse osmosis and, you know, charcoal filtered water is great. So do your best to just level up from whatever water you're drinking now. Or if you're drinking bottled water, maybe buy one of those three to five gallon jugs and go to those water machines at the markets, fill it up there, you'll save money, it's better water and everything. <clears throat> there's some good water filtration systems, there's the Berkey, there's all kinds of other options. So pure water, you know, drink as much as you can every day. Uh, the next step would be to buy a juicer or a blender because Essentially, this is the easiest way to get those micronutrients into your body that you need every day. So it's, it's not very easy to eat a bunch of salad or a bunch of fruit. So it's really easy to make a quick smoothie or a juice, get those nutrients in your body, 
help your body to detoxify, cleanse, get the nutrient dense intake. And uh, also I want people to drink less caffeine and more herbal teas if you can. Um, and if you do drink coffee, make sure it's organic. One of the most heavily sprayed uh, crops in the world with pesticides is coffee beans. Not, not a lot of people know that. So coffees from like Starbucks and things like that are full of pesticides, no good. Um, it's extremely acidic as well. It can affect our adrenal gland function and things like that. So less caffeine, more herbal teas would be great. Uh, num number three or four would be to have less meat intake and less dairy intake, of course. Um, all of the leading, if you add up all of the leading causes of death, all of them together, like accidents, plane crashes, disasters, everything, they don't even come close to the amount of deaths every year from heart attack and stroke. Over a million people will die this year from cholesterol and fat clogging their arteries. You know, it's killing you. So these um, diseases of heart attack, stroke, cancer, these are called diseases of the fork. So they're directly related to your diet. Uh, step number four would be to eat more raw living foods. Uh, raw foods has living active enzymes. It has nutrients, micronutrients, phytochemicals, fiber. So raw living foods, it's, it's good to slightly cook some vegetables for better nutrient absorption. But if you do cook them, make sure it's a light water saute or light steaming of them because the more you cook them, the more they denature, the less enzymatic function is in there. And when you eat cooked food, cooked food is essentially dead food. So when you eat cooked food, your body doesn't have the natural enzymes in it to help it digest. So now your body has to draw on its metabolic enzymes to help you digest that food, essentially rendering you metabolically deficient, um, enzyme deficient, which means that your body cannot heal and repair like it's meant to because it's focused on digesting this dead food, essentially. So more raw living foods. Number five would be to cleanse your bowels for elimination of old waste. Um, like we talked about earlier, the average person is holding 10 to 20 pounds of undigested carbs, fats, and proteins in their colon and digestive tract. When it's sitting in there and not being eliminated, it becomes very acidic. Um, bacteria start you know, eating on that and it, it's, it's not a good situation. It gets re-released into the blood. So you wanna look at some herbal formulas you can take to help cleanse your bowels, eat more fruit to have better elimination. You can do colonics. Uh, and you just want to remember what you don't eliminate, you accumulate. So you always want to have a clear system that the digestion, the absorption, and the elimination is functioning properly. Um, so number six, I would want people to do seasonal cleansing, which is basically like periodic maintenance for your body, just like you do for your car. So um, I've really played with this over the years. I used to do a juice cleanse. Um, seasonally every year so four times with the season change i would do like three to five day juice cleanse and then i played around with doing a juice cleanse like two to three days every month and recently i started doing a one day cleanse every week which i think is more kind of keeping up with you know your weekly mistakes and cheat meals and things like that so it helps you eliminate and stay on track but you definitely wanna, it's not normal for the human body to be consuming food every day, 365 days a year, 
where your organs just never get a break from digesting so your body can actually put energy into healing and repairing and catching up on eliminating all that matter. So that's why in all ancient texts, they also talk about the importance of fasting and, you know, not eating for periods of time. So cleansing, fasting, whether it's intermittent fasting for half the day or whether you don't eat for a day or those things can be very, very powerful for your health. Um, so number seven would be uh, movement, just to get more exercise in, whether it's walking, grounding, yoga, stretching, conscious deep breathing. Um, so all, all of those things, just get more movement. Number eight would be to get more sun exposure because uh, getting sun every day is very important and on your um, exposed skin is the best. Um, I would want people to start sweating more and stretching. And again, you can do yoga, whatever exercise you like, swimming. Number nine, and we're going to touch on this more in the next episode of detoxing your home, your personal products, as well as your body. Um, so number nine would be to start using natural home and personal products. You're basically non-toxing in this step. So we're exposed to so many chemicals every day from the minute we wake up, the creams, the lotions, the shampoos, the conditioners, everything is full of chemicals. So when you start replacing all of these toxic chemicals with natural brands, um, that you really lessen the toxic burden on your body so that the body can heal on, focus on healing and repairing instead of uh, detoxifying constantly. And uh, lastly, number 10 would be to really be conscious of your thoughts. People don't realize how powerful their thinking and their thoughts are. Every one of your 100 trillion cells in your body directly responds to your thoughts. So when you have a thought, it creates these chemicals called neuropeptides, which can influence all the cells in your body. Your immune system reacts directly to them. So when you're having toxic, negative thoughts, it really affects your health. Whereas when you have a lot of self-love, when you wake up in the morning and, you know, look in the mirror and say, I love myself and practice an attitude of gratitude all day long, you're just kind of in that manifestation vortex of attracting things that you want by being grateful for everything and being grateful for your body, your health, your loved ones. So this uh, positive mindset is very, very important. I want people to realize that only you can heal yourself. Other people can give you advice and knowledge, but only at the end of the day, only you can do it. It's up to you. Um, you know, and there's a reason why I think your listeners have attracted this information to themselves today. Um, they're probably going to embark on a journey of self-healing and more education. And, you know, like I said, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So, I would like people to find mentors that they can learn from. There's so many people on Instagram like you two and Ali from Auto Empowered, Empowered Autoimmune. There's Dr. Vivian, Plateful Health. There's Dr. Joseph Arena. There's so many, you know, um, people that we can look up to and learn from their journeys and their experiences as well. Yeah, for sure. A lot of those tips were amazing. Some of them I need to... Yeah, I wanted to chime in, but I wanted to let you share all them because they're so good, but the there's thoughts, so many... The thoughts are something different. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many that even like we we do a lot of those, like the no caffeine. We don't, we cut out, we were big coffee drinkers and we cut out caffeine 
before we ate plant-based because we had adrenal problems. And so a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, it's like, we do a lot of these things, but there's still stuff that everyone can improve on. Like, even though we're pretty educated on this stuff, there's stuff like the thoughts and there's certain different things with the breathing, like stuff that we could, everyone can benefit from. It's not, even if you've been doing it for a long time, you can always improve and always, like you were saying, always learn. So those are really good tips. I don't know if you anything else to add to. Yeah, I think that, you know, like everything you were saying, start slowly. And then all those tips, I think we eventually, Alexa was saying, we had the water. We, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I, I would drink the fridge water, which as we know, so bad. it's a step up from tap water, but yeah. not really that much better. And so you learn a lot, a lot of things along the way. So I think to take, you know, all the advice Carl's that you just said, Carl's just said, and then, you know, maybe slowly, like we we're saying, implement some of these, because I know if you, <laughs> I know some people might listen and be like, oh my God, I'm not doing any of these. And they think they need to go run home today and do them all to be healthy. But just start slowly. We did, like Alexis was saying, we did all these things, a few things at a time. And we kind of had a journey of how we got from like not doing any of those. And we're still, like we said, we're still not doing all of those, but you know, you can always improve. And I think those are really good tips. So, so thanks for sharing. Yeah. Always baby steps. Uh, you could, start by just having a few pieces of fruit in the morning. That could be your first step and you could do that for a few weeks. And then you can maybe buy a blender, start making smoothies, maybe add a salad a few days a week, maybe have uh, meatless Mondays where you don't have any meat just on Mondays and see how you feel and learn new recipes. So it's a whole learning, learning journey. It's, it's learning a whole new lifestyle, recipes and everything. So be kind to yourself, love yourself, take your time learn from inspirational people you can find online. There's plenty of them and, and we'll all take our health back into our own hands. Yeah, for sure. And on, I know you mentioned about detoxing your home and your body. And we, that is something like we're, we we use a lot of natural products, but I think there's still some that we can eliminate. Like I'm trying to read up on that still. So we're so excited that we're going to have you on again in the next episode. And we're going to talk all about that in more detail since you are definitely an expert on that and we're still still trying to learn about that more. So it'll be helpful for us too. And we hope that all of you guys will tune in for that one. Yeah, um, I think that will be a really cool episode because a lot of people try to detoxify and cleanse and juice cleanse and fast. And like we said earlier, they're just kind of jumping right into it. And there's really a proper strategy to do when doing this um, so that you set yourself up for success and not failure and that you can implement this for long term. Yeah, for sure. We're excited to learn more about that. So we wanted to close up by asking you where people can find you on social media and any websites or anywhere that they can look you up. Yeah. So as some of your listeners may know, um, I'm the founder of Leafy Organics. That's L-E-E-F-Y Organics on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Um, We make the most delicious, bioavailable, highest quality turmeric and ginger supplement that's been changing a lot of people's lives. I formulated it for my mother. It cured her when nobody else could help her. Um, For pain, inflammation, migraines, cramping, bloating, all kinds of health issues. So check us out there. Um, We have a really cool community we've built where people are helping share their experiences and their healing journeys. So it's a really cool place to start. Yeah, for sure. And then did did you have like any of you, you said you have Leaf Organics. I know you mentioned earlier in the episode that you have, you help clients to do, can they find you on there for that too? Or is that just? Um, You can find my personal page, which is Leafy Vegan, L-E-E-F-Y Vegan, if you want to reach out for health issues. But um, 
you know, I'm so busy with the company now that I do less health coaching, but I still have some time for it. So if people did want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm always open for that. Yeah. We shared about the product. We've shared about the product many times in our stories, but we just vouch for it. Also, we take it every day. I mean, I take it sometimes twice. And it tastes, it actually, like you were saying, I enjoy it. Delicious is is a true statement. I know some people are like biased with their own product. They think it tastes amazing. And it really doesn't, but this one actually tastes really good. I like, I enjoy it when it's like under my tongue. I'm like, this tastes really good. Yeah, it's really good. And it's all natural, which after we've discussed this whole podcast, it's all natural. There's a lot of turmeric su- supplements that you think are like good for you, but you're really not getting the benefits. And if you guys are confused on that, we have another episode that was like fully about inflammation. And we talked, and Carl talked about why, why this one's beneficial and what you need to look for in terms of like supplements that have that in there. So it was very, I learned a lot in that episode. So definitely go check it out and definitely go check out his pages and all that, and all this great information that he provides. So closing out, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Carl, or anything else you wanted to share? I think that's it. I just really thank you guys for having me on and helping spread this information and this knowledge to people. It's really going to be informative. I think a lot of people will benefit. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon.